0: ready for the interview and if you get a cue live on a laptop watch what i'm gonna do welcome to the show let them know we got a point of view hey yo let's have a combo say what you feel be real that's the motto real talk pronto. dr d phd hit an intro hold up wait gotta be social network global a home for the local gotta be social network global a home for the local Do it. So yes, this is the lookalike Simon episode. I like it. I the like real it. genius here. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: it's like we're doppel doppelgongers, you know. I, I can't other, even tell the difference. Know. No, it's like looking at <laughs> a mirror.
0: You know? <laughs> oh man, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: That's awesome. Do you, do you normally wear contacts or are these new? Is your no. eyesight getting worse?
0: Uh, none of the above. all right they're just blocking the blue light from the screen and stuff because oh yeah trying to keep that stuff out of my eyes as much as possible yeah yeah no i i have a pair of those as well the side Um, effect is that i look pretty cool so uh you look pretty cool
1: (laughs) I i have uh mine are pretty ridiculous because they have the uh the yellow tint to them
0: oh i like that
1: so yeah you know, so yeah i i feel like I, I look like paramilitary or something you know <laughs> it's like some anyway yeah 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 so i only i only bust those out when i'm wearing contacts though because i
0: see
1: i can't see very far oh i you know without my glasses or contacts i i see about this far away really you know?
0: oh yeah wow so crazy times man <laughs>
1: so man so we're talking about the movie real
0: genius real genius yes i made my family watch it with me and my wife has like i watch like every 80s movie i've never seen this before (laughs) you
1: know it's it's interesting it's a it's a brian grazier production you know it's a it's it's got some big names behind it yeah. But I mean at the time Val Kilmer was not a big name. No. And if I'm being honest, and we can get into this in a minute, horribly miscast. <laughs> you know, I'm watching it, you know, and I'm thinking they had Robin Williams in mind, but they got Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what what did your wife think of this?
0: She was like. She just kept saying, How did I miss this movie back in the day? Really? How did I? She's a big Val Kilmer fan. Oh, I just can't believe I never I've never seen this.
1: I mean, he's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, he's a pretty guy. He was a pretty guy. Gorgeous (laughs) in this. I mean, no,
1: no doubt. He's like
0: very pretty Kilmer in this. Yeah. Wow. He's a stud. He's a stud. But she was like, This movie is kind of ridiculous. She's like,
1: Yeah, it's um it's hard to, you know, I, I, as I was watching it, I couldn't tell if it was the script or Val Kilmer, but I was like, something is really flat to me. Mm. Does that make sense? Or I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it, Yeah. but I'm not laughing. <laughs> yeah. But, but if it were Robin Williams, I think I'd be laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I didn't, I didn't laugh a lot either. Yeah. But it's funny as I, I hadn't watched that movie in a really long time. Basically, since I was like a kid yeah. <laughs> I watched that movie, I was like, I remember. Yeah, I mean, how this? old were we?
1: We were like eight when it came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something Like that.
0: And I remember I was telling my daughter, I was like, the cool part is when he turns like the dormitory into ice, you know, and like, and then yeah. they start skating, and then it like evaporates. I was like, it's still cool today. me. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
1: Um but once again I feel like those jokes were kind of falling flat like at the end where he was like or at the end of that scene where he's calling out for the the guy who had made the ice in the first place yeah. and he's like hey I can't remember what he's saying but he's like you know it's not going to oh it's not going to explode right right and <laughs> right? you nobody's know answering him Yeah It's like those kind of things can be funny <laughs> Al Kilmer just wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was talking to my wife afterwards about it. And I was just, and, and I was saying, you know, uh, I can't remember what year did Top Gun come out? Oh, I was, I was trying to think oh, if it was wow. pre or, at, you know, before or after this movie. But anyway, I, I was just saying, you know, about five years later or so. Val Kilmer's churning out killer performances yeah you know yeah. he's in Tombstone he's in heat he's uh, he's Jim Morrison he's you know and he's churning out some real performances that I mean especially the Tombstone performance yes is just legendary agreed you know there's there's been at least Maybe like five other really big names in Hollywood that you know from the 50s or whatever on till now, who've done Doc Hollywood, like really big names. But you don't think of any of them when you think of Doc Hollywood, yeah. you think of Val freaking Most fulmer
0: def- Definitely.
1: He's your Huckleberry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying to Shannon um after the movie, I was saying, you know, this was his entrance into Hollywood and learning how to be an actor because yeah. in this movie he didn't know how to be an actor yet <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he, but he was learning the ropes yeah
0: <laughs> I kind of like seeing people at that point in their careers where in many ways all of us have been in that place at some point point. and yeah. in the beginning we're like kind of clunky unless yeah. you're you Simon I'm sorry you're not yeah. but you, know, you weren't <laughs> Sorry, no. Mr. Perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on that stage in everything I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clunky. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's actually a really good reminder that, um, you know, talent doesn't come out of a vacuum. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. you know, uh, acting is a craft and it's honed over time. Yes and it's some people are born and gifted with a natural knack for certain things, but that only takes you so far. Right. You know, and, and, and once you get to the extent of, of that, you know, I mean, both you and I are really big into physical fitness. So yeah. we understand that principle doing the same movement, the same, type of workout or something like that it only takes you so far Correct. and then you have to you have to break out of that you have to learn new stuff you have to hone and craft uh fitness yeah and it's the same thing with acting or anything else you know it's, it's so yep. it's a, it, like you say it's just interesting to see the beginning of val kilmer's hollywood journey and you know i mean all in all for that kind of movie which is the, the type of movie is kids are smarter than adults. Um, even the smartest adults are stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and um and that uh, childish pranks are the way to get even <laughs> with adults, <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? And yeah. It's just
1: um so it, anyway it, it, it's for that kind of movie it's pretty, it's pretty good actually yeah
0: know it's almost I mean? kind of like a nerdy yeah. like trying to be a nerdy animal house yeah a thing you know yeah
1: it's like a really <laughs> innocent animal house yeah and, it, and it's problematic i mean you know when we're watching it today now back in the you know when i was I don't know how old I was when I first saw it. I might have been ten. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's ten for me. Yeah, you know. And so back then I wasn't thinking about these things, but today when I watch it, I'm like, oh, women are just just dis- <laughs> you know disposable sex objects. Yeah, that is kind of eighties <laughs> comedies in a nutshell. Completely, women are disposable sex objects. Yeah, and you know with the exception of the nerdy one right right and constantly when i'm watching these films i know i know i know that this kind of storytelling is trying to give us a window into this world and so they have to give us the, the main protagonist has to be the normal so they give us the 15 year old kid what's his name it's mitch right Mitch,
0: yeah mitch and he
1: is um you know tragically normal <laughs> yeah. especially for a genius right um and it, but what but what bothers me about these movies is that i'm so uninterested in mitch yeah i'm completely it's bored with way. him yeah and I was just like, why is this guy even a character in this movie? I would rather just be dumped into this school full of weirdos yeah, and just see a bunch of weirdos. I don't need a normal. <laughs> I've got so many normal stiffs that I'm surrounded by day in and day out. <laughs> you know? People that I have no interest in. I mean, my life is already jam-packed with people I have no interest in. <laughs> I don't need to see another one in a movie. Uh, I don't need that
0: to be my main guy. Yeah. I like Laszlo. Like, I was really into Laszlo's character. What a weirdo, man.
1: The movie should be about Laszlo, man. It's so cool, man. I mean, his whole thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that
1: was probably one of the few times I laughed in the movie, <laughs> was him silently walking into the closet and disappearing. (laughs) I mean, I did laugh at that. I loved that. That was great. (laughs) But I didn't need Mitch to show me that Val Kilmer's character could have shown me that the, the female character I'm blanking on her name now, Jordan. Is that it? Maybe. Yeah. uh, She could have shown me that any of the other characters that are ultimately so much more interesting than Mitch uh, could have shown me that. And I didn't, I didn't need to see Mitch do it. That's for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, it was definitely boring. It was kind of like, all right, the, the weird, I don't know. It was like, I kept thinking, I was like, where did this guy go after this movie? Like, is he's like someone I don't know, but I do know. Like, what happened to this guy? It was like- he's like, he's, he's
1: been in other stuff and I can't think of anything offhand, but I actually looked at the cast. You know, I I, I Googled the cast of the movie and I saw his face as an adult. And I was like, oh, I recognize him from stuff. He's just never he's got a weird look to him. He does. So he, he's he's not gonna make it as a leading man in, in Hollywood. Right. You know, he's right. He's not a Val Kilmer. <laughs> no, he's not Iceman. There's no, <laughs> no.
0: there's no Iceman actually. No.
1: So and you know, that's the other thing. It's like um, I don't need pretty people in my movie.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: Shannon and I were just talking about that recently, how we've been uh, watching the Netflix series um, Afterlife Mm. with, uh, what's his name? Big time British comedian. Uh, Anyway, he's not a handsome guy. Right. Nobody in the show is like, there are no supermodels in the show. Let's just say that. There's no classic Hollywood beauty in the show nobody and who's a romantic you know lead no you know nobody i mean there are people that are pleasant looking but they're not (laughs) but you know but i was saying they're not like holy cow blow me yeah wow look at gorgeous yeah and we just love that it's like um i don't need somebody to be physically drop dead gorgeous right for me to be interested in in this movie and i did appreciate that about everyone except val kilmer in this movie there's no (laughs) other drop dead gorgeous people in this movie
0: no even the professor like it's funny he was like in die hard i remember the the main guy the redhead guy he always plays a massive prick in every movie
1: he does he's he's like that's his thing he's the massive prick and in fact they call him as much in the original ghostbusters yeah you're right right (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: The i environmental guy, you know, yeah, he comes
1: out and shutting him down.
0: Shut that thing down, Bankman. <laughs> <That's right.
1: laughs> yeah, uh, he plays that part so well. Right. But so I, I don't well, know if he's
0: an asshole in real life, though. It's kind of a hard because that's all he plays. Probably not.
1: He's probably so nice in real life. <laughs> he's probably the sweetest guy you've ever met in real life. Yeah, because crazy, right? Those kind of people take those roles.
0: That's funny
1: real a-holes they don't want to take (laughs) those roles because they don't want to be perceived that way you know um and what was actually great about his character is that i i actually liked him at first you know and i knew he was the villain you know i remember the movie but in the opening scene that he's in he's uh we're meeting mitch for the first time he's meeting mitch's parents for the first time and he is utterly sarcastic with his parents and the right. parents just don't get it. it
0: goes over their head yeah
1: yeah and you know uh, that was actually another great line when he uh when when he asked the parents if Mitch was adopted <laughs> yeah. and they're like no no and he's like amazing amazing yeah how did you yeah. come from them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but he's actually really likable in those he is. opening scenes and stuff like that and it's actually kind of disappointing that he is ultimately you know portrayed as a one more of a one-dimensional yeah. you know jerk the rest of the movie and and the villain who's like not gonna let Val Kilmer graduate and things like that he's yeah. I mean, super selfish. It would have been more interesting if he was actually a really nice guy who got caught up over his head in these military contracts and things like that. That would have yeah. made a more interesting movie um and a more interesting character that I think that guy would have also been really good at. Yeah. But but he's also really good at being a prick.
0: So He really is. <laughs> he's, he's I really I couldn't good. separate him from all those movies. I'm like this guy and he makes me not like him every time he comes into a movie and that's good. He elicits that emotion.
1: Yeah. In the view. Oh, yeah. He's really good you know? at, at just sleaze. sleaze you just yeah. feel the sleaze ooze off of
0: him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's... But like I say, in that opening scene, you don't really, you know, you yeah. don't. He's actually a really charming, amiable person. <clears throat> um, so it was nice to see that he can play. That (laughs) he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have even for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember him in many other movies, though. I don't remember him.
0: I think those are the notable ones we just mentioned, but they're they're very memorable. Exactly, because he's just like hard charging. Like I don't care if I come off this way. Yeah. Type of person in the. I mean,
1: especially in Die Hard.
0: Oh my gosh! Like the reporter. And yeah. he's just, like, doing everything he can to, like, violate yeah, any rules possible about getting a story, you know.
1: Because even in Ghostbusters, you can see where he's coming from. Yeah. I mean, you can actually make an argument, even though he's kind of an a-hole about it. You can make an argument that this guy's actually right and the Ghostbusters right. are in over their heads <laughs> yeah. and, and really shouldn't be doing what they're doing. <laughs> um uh, but in die hard he's just an inexcusable yeah sleazeball you know there's yeah. he's got no excuse he's got nothing you know <laughs>
2: <He's>, <laughs> which yeah.
0: makes him
1: really great actually yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: most you want to elicit that emotion and like i feel like he slipped into that as the movie went on in real genius but it was interesting going back to like he was like you're adopted is like fascinating like I thought in that moment, it's like, what, what is it like if you're that intelligent, but your parents are clearly not? Yeah. And like, how do, I thought that was strange in a sense, because I'm, I'm sure that that happens to a fair amount of people where maybe they're like, wait a minute, we got something here, but we're not really sure yeah. what to do with this, you know, like. Um, and his parents actually don't come off as bad at all. No,
1: they're just, they're just ignorant. Yeah, not, you know, but they actually like in the embarrassing phone call that gets broadcasted. Come home, school, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they rented out his room. That was like great. immediately. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah, but, and, and then we asked if he can share the room with the guy they rented it to. I mean, that that's, that was actually that, that stuff funny. Was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> Honestly, most of the comedy that laid flat was actually Val Kilmer, and I hate to say that because I, I. I you know, like I say in later movies, I like Val Kilmer so much, but yeah. he's just not, like I say, that Robin williams esque comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, contrast his how flat his character comes off in Real Genius compared to his character, Mad Mardigan, in Willow.
0: Yes. Mad Mardigan
1: yes. is just charisma fireworks, you know? Yes. Nothing feels forced. He just he feels like Han Solo with a sword. Yep. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Um, but real genius, he's just like, nope, <laughs> nope, these jokes aren't working, man. You are not, you are not a fast talking improv- improvisational comedian. That's just no. not your forte, and that's okay. Yeah, you're pretty, you're you're gorgeous. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna watch you with your shirt off, chopping yeah. into, you know nitrogen or whatever and, and <laughs> yeah. everything's gonna be all right throwing but, parties yeah in like a auditorium
0: <laughs> i was like this is i want to be at this party
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean doesn't that i mean the, the script must have been written a couple years before that you know i mean doesn't it feel like whoever wrote the script was thinking about mork from mork and mindy yeah
2: you yeah, know for sure, I mean, for sure. It,
1: it just really feels like that with and but you know the problem with casting a robin williams in that movie it would have changed the movie completely Completely, obviously and he would have improvised all kinds of stuff and he would have done all these different things and um and it would have felt natural for robin williams to just be doing that but with val kilmer it's like no he's he's really trying to get this script right he's trying to deliver these things right but (laughs) he But, you know, and a lot of that, I just blame on directing and stuff like that, you know? um,
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, maybe at that point in Val Kilmer's acting, that's all he could give.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, you know, but, you know, a a lot of that, I just think about directors and like, you know, you probably could have done another take. (laughs) (laughs) Try it again, Val. Come on. Yeah. That reminded me of, I mean, nobody's immune to it. So that reminded me of uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh, I mean, you know, gosh,
0: I wasn't into it, man. <laughs> no,
1: that that's that's got to be one of the worst movies Harrison Ford has ever made.
0: And he's made a few. He's made a he few few
1: that yeah. that you know really were lackluster. Um, <laughs> so, but you would think that as he goes on he would be better and better at playing indiana jones because (laughs) you know he's in the role he gets right knows who he is yeah but it seemed like he got worse at playing indiana jones and i remember watching a criticism about it and i and, and i didn't even know this because i don't i don't pay that much attention to this stuff but apparently they used a clip of him saying a line in the trailer but they used a different clip of the same line in the movie and mm. in the movie he sounds really awkward mm. and you wonder why they use these different clips in the trailer he actually sounds okay saying the line it's a stupid line anyway it's a throwaway line but um but i just remember that and, and um oh i remember what the line is actually he he, I don't know, he probably murdered somebody. I can't remember. He's probably <laughs> murdering some of the, the Russian right. commies sure. or something like that. And his son looks up at him and and in and, and, and surprise, he's like, You're a teacher? And, and Indiana Jones responds part-time. Yeah. That could that could be funny. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. But the clip they use in the actual movie itself, it sounds really awkward. Mm. And it just sounds—he doesn't sound comfortable even saying it. Yeah. it sounds like he was practicing <laughs> saying <laughs> it. it yeah. but so so a lot of time I, I think what is Steve? I mean Steven Spielberg, Final Cut director. You know he's he no nobody's telling him what what he's putting in and leaving out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So how did he choose that? Yeah. <laughs> so that that's what i mean when i say sometimes i just have to blame directors at these these things or brian grazier who produced this movie i'm sure he was you know overseeing the cut of this movie uh intensely so you know i just feel like was that were those the best deliveries of those lines (laughs) you guys could get
0: (laughs) you know the 80s Early Val, they're like, This is we're squeezing the juice as much as we can with this guy, right? Now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I wonder if they thought they were casting like a new Brat Pack, mm. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. this
1: is the era, we're, we're doing 16 candles, we're doing all this right. stuff, right? And, um, did, uh, I'm sure lots of studios were trying to hop onto this kind of Brat Pack, yeah, you know, thing. And I wonder if they really thought, like, we've got it, we've cast the new <laughs> new brat pack here. Right. It's like, nope, no, you didn't. No,
0: no. <laughs> I and mean, my wife was the same. She's like, this is not Val Kilmer's best performance. Uh, I was like, no. I said, but you know what's interesting? I think, at least for me, maybe I'm just simple-minded about it, is the 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 idea that genius takes itself so seriously, it can't have fun. And Val Kilmer's character is like, wait a minute, I was you, I was too serious all the yeah. time. And you gotta relax. And sometimes I identified with that on some, not, I'm not a genius, let's just put that out here. All right, but but what? I, I I know you guys think it <laughs> it's not true. It's real news here. But you know, sometimes- It's a hot take. It's a hot take, guys, <laughs> change how you feel about me. <laughs> but almost anybody that takes something super serious all the time it's easy to get pigeonholed into a certain thing that you're this type of artist you're this type of scientist or whatever and but you you have other sides that you should explore you know
1: you know what i think is really funny is that um uh I, i feel like a lot of my songwriting and stuff like that people think it's really serious and supposed to be deep but but they they're not reading into a lot of the humor and the tongue-in-cheekness of a lot of the lines and and things like that and that's you know typical I would say you know most of us we listen to music or we watch a movie or things like that and we only get the surface level of it and depending on who it is we might make a lot of assumptions about if it's funny, if it's not funny, if it's yeah. meant to be, yeah. you know, this or if it's meant to be that. Um, so I actually, I agree with you. It's a it's a really good message and it's a good message whether you're involved heavily in politics or whether you're involved heavily in religion or whether you're, whatever you're heavily yeah. involved in to not forget that, uh, you know, actually uh it was a leader of, of my own church who who passed away a long time ago but his name was gordon b hinckley and he uh, he just said something from the pulpit one time that uh, you know it, it just stuck with me and, and he just said life is serious but it's not that serious and i just love that you know I it's like yeah you know i mean you, you you have to look at i mean Boy, I've been thinking a lot about these kind of things recently, and it wasn't because of this movie.
0: (laughs) How dare you not give credit (laughs) to real genius for this.
1: But I've just been thinking a lot about these kind of things lately, and and they're very um, cliche things. You've only got one life to live, you know, these kind of ideas. But when you really think, ponder deeply about that, about how you only have one life to live, Then you start to wonder if you've been living the life you should have. If you're on a path that you should be on. Um, But what's easy to do in that situation when you're thinking about those things is taking yourself way too seriously. And you forget how minuscule you are in the universe. (laughs)
0: It's true.
1: You know what I mean? I mean, I'm... Nothing I do in my life, and this is this is not, you know, uh, being down on myself. I, it is just the, the 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 situation of more than seven billion people in the world currently. None of us will have that big of an impact historically. Yeah, I am not going to shift history this way or that way with anything I do in my life. So stop taking yourself so seriously and just have fun for heaven's
0: sakes yeah i totally agree i totally do, agree. do what you're
1: doing you know what i mean like do your podcast follow your passion you it's have fun. to do your work you have to do this you have to do that but then find that thing you're, you're really passionate about and have fun with it don't take it so seriously don't act like it has to be don't act like, you know, you, you just did a, a podcast uh, recently where you talked about not defining yourself by your job. Yeah. I mean, why define yourself by anything?
0: Right. I, I mean, it's just one aspect of th- something I do in life. I mean, yeah.
1: I, you know, and I was just talking to a friend about this recently where I, and I said, I would rather be legion.
2: I would uh, rather have be so much. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would rather be so have so much multiplicity within myself that no matter what situation I am in, there's a part of me that can be whatever it is I need or want it to be. Yeah, I don't have to be Republican or Christian or atheist or or anything else. I don't have to define what I'm doing in that moment by whatever it is that I might be in another moment, right. Yeah. You know, um, my wife and I were kind of talking about this recently, uh, <laughs> with people who are gluten sensitive <laughs> and I'm not going to say it about everybody. Cause I have other gluten sensitive friends who sure. don't make it their life's message, but we have a you know, gluten sensitive friend, uh, who just can't not talk about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my wife turned to me and she, she told me, I am so glad that you don't go around just identifying as a vegetarian everywhere you go. It's like, yeah, I'm vegetarian, but that's not what defines me. No, no. That's not like the hill I'm going to die on. (laughs) It's vegetarian. This is it. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't the sword I'm falling on, man. I mean, (laughs) for heaven's sake. So, you know, but because it, it becomes a one-note samba to with you know whoever you're talking to when when somebody identifies themselves so passionately about just that one thing, and now you don't want to be around them anymore because no. you know you're just gonna hear about that one thing.
0: <laughs> and, over and over again. Yeah, and That's... no matter
1: what conversation you're in with them, you're just like, wait for it, wait for it, here it comes, <laughs> here it
0: comes, here it comes. <laughs> Here it
1: is. Yes, you found the new gluten free bread you like. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm so happy for you. Thank
0: you again. I knew this was coming. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah I was just on a podcast the other day and it was, it was basically a fitness center podcast. But I, mm-hmm. I made sure to tell the person, I'm like, I don't want to be defined as a fitness person. And I think they thought it was strange. I said that. I was like, it's like the least last thing I want to be defined as. Like, but you're in the business. I said, I know it's just something I do. It's not like the essence of who I am. Like, I don't want to talk about it all the time.
1: Like, yeah, you know, know, I mean, who wants to be that simple? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean?
0: mean, That's the best, Simon. (laughs) 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 Who wants to be that simple?
1: I certainly don't. I mean, the the world is so full of interesting things. I know earlier I said I'm surrounded by uninteresting people, <laughs> but I'm also surrounded by interesting people. Of course. People that are, that just fascinate me. You know, uh, at least some aspect of them fascinates me. Yes. Uh, that, that's why you do this podcast. Of course. Because people are fascinating. Completely. Um, but people become unfascinating the moment that they become you know uh, i guess icons or something mm. they, you know this 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 thing that is only defined in this way yeah you know and maybe yeah. that's why i'm never interested in celebrity yeah and it's not because these celebrities aren't just normal people with all different kinds of sides and and they're not fascinating or things like that but i think it's because they're held up as being just this thing and that doesn't interest me at all yeah um but i do love learning about people i I, you know people's like documentaries about yeah you you know i mean when i actually sit down and watch them I, i find them fascinating of course every person's life is probably fascinating you know um but a lot and, of people
0: won't even allow you to have access to the other things they're into because they so heavily or rigidly define themselves as a certain thing i'm sure like let's take politicians There may be some really interesting politicians and they have some very interesting side things they're into maybe one of them is a really undercover artist i'd love to know about that yeah but they never give that to you they're just no. going to stay right on this line Nope. About I this ha- one thing. I have know? these
1: talking points. I yeah. need to fit into every single conversation and every interview that I'm that I'm on. Yeah. You know, whenever I'm on the uh, somebody's screen, I have to say these things. And yeah, it's so uninteresting. It's Completely. so uninteresting. You know, um, you know, that, that's why somebody like uh, you know, I, I mean a Donald Trump is so uninteresting that's why i think barack obama became rather uninteresting to me as uh, during the eight years he was president. right right um before and after he's a much more interesting person i totally agree um but during the eight years it was he was actually kind of hard for me to stomach sometimes yeah i I gotta admit i admit
0: i totally have said this too to other people and just this metamorphosis into this one note yeah thing. It, it's annoying honestly it's- yeah
1: the the problem with a donald trump is that he was that before during <laughs> and after <you laughs> exactly
2: know?
1: so but look at somebody like a george w bush i find him endlessly fascinating yeah. because he, you know he goes from being a president that i actually didn't have much respect for yeah a lot of people didn't yeah yeah um to having a little bit of 2020 hindsight and seeing you know i think he actually was just a really good person stuck in a really difficult situation surrounded yeah. by influences that you know he was in over his head yeah, you know he was yeah. you know all all these kinds of things and i can look at it with a much more forgiving eye now and now that he's become this spokesperson for moderate sanity i have so much respect for him and when you hear see him interviewed, he's actually such a funny guy. He
0: is actually, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's actually a pretty great artist. He's a pretty great painter too. And and he seems just like a really soulful individual. He still talks in that very simple Texas way. But you can see that there's this soul behind it. You know, he, yeah. he's he's not. And and when he talks, he doesn't he doesn't hit the same notes every time yeah you know what i mean he's Yeah, i was like oh he's a he's a human how about that <laughs> you are not a robot how about that <laughs> yeah that is how about that so i you know i i do find people like him uh really fascinating and and same with you know obama actually i mean find him uh and and his um his whole story really fascinating, you know, but most definitely, but yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was hard. Those were, those eight years were hard for me. I was really excited (laughs) about him, you know, I was really excited and I wanted him to just be different, you know, and I think that's where a lot of us, you know, just kind of got disenchanted, you know, because we're just like, we just really wanted you to be so dang different. Yeah. But you just, kind of became another president and not that he Mm -hmm. did a bad job and not that he was a bad president anything like that but that he was just and he was a historical president and i'm never gonna you know i'm so glad that you know we broke through at least that ceiling and we had our first black president and everything like that and and he was a he was a good guy for that that's right sure
0: yes he was definitely a good person to break that you know yeah but you know ultimately it was just kind of
1: yeah. Once again, yeah. <laughs> I just wish he might have been maybe a little bit more controversial. Yeah, it's interesting when the vice president is more controversial than I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> when, when Joe Biden's the one, like, you know, we're hearing the hot mic takes, you know. Him oh yeah, this, all the time. It's real effing important and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. You know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, he's always got hot mic takes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, you're like, "Whoa, Joe, Joe." <laughs> Come on. And I was like, well, it's kind of interesting at least.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I really appreciate that about him. You know, it's like I know that there, there's a certain segment of, of the country that likes to pretend that Joe Biden doesn't have it like all together yeah. and he's, he's like sleepy or boring. I was like, man, you're not listening to the same speeches I'm no. listening to. I'm seeing a guy who's really <laughs> passionate and he's got some feelings. He definitely has some feelings. And he does not <laughs> you know, and, and I, I just appreciate that. And, and, and they're true and honest feelings. I, I like yeah. that. I, lo- I love to see that there's somebody up there who's expressing true and honest feelings, right? not what he thinks everybody wants him to feel and say, Yeah. you know, and so I, I you know, he's not going to go down as one of America's great presidents, I don't sure. think, but no. I appreciate that about him.
0: Yeah, Yeah. no, most, most definitely. I, uh, speaking, we had, we were talking about something I wanted to transition to, I think we got real genius out of the way. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. It's kind of what it is anyways, but we're going to be watching, I think, Batman, the Batman series coming up, I think, which is great because the Batman comes out March 4th. With Robert oh, I, Pattinson. Oh, I didn't
1: even realize it. Okay. Right. So, so we're, you,
0: you were on to something? I was,
1: I was in tune to
0: something there. You were. And what I wanted to talk about is, I was reading this. I was like, I have to talk to Simon about this as part of maybe a little preview of next. So, we're going to watch kind of All the right. 90s Batmans and stuff, but I'm going to definitely watch the new Batman as well. Before. Yeah. And uh, Robert Pattinson is opening up about what it's actually about. This Batman, mm-hmm. this his take on this Batman is is going to be so drastically different than the other versions that it's going to be jarring to you. Hmm. And in particular, particularly says this Batman is a seventies, noir our Batman. It is a detective Batman. This Batman is, this guy has a lot of problems. Hmm. Like, this is a very psychological freak of a person. Uh, like, so he like is that. pursuing it in that direction. Like this is not your playboy. Batman, this is your broken Kurt Cobain version of Batman.
2: <laughs> that's
0: exactly what they say. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Um to, to me that's what Batman should have been all along because Correct. he he's he's a man who dresses up in a bat costume.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: The way you I said mean, that was very right. <laughs> Something in a bat costume, not.
1: There's just no excuse for that other than you're crazy. <laughs> right, right. You, you're crazy. You're not, you're not just dressing up in like a ski mask and, and a black <laughs> coat and things like that to hide your identity. You're dressing up as a bat. Correct. So you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. There's no other explanation for this. And it could be a good crazy. Right. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. they and they they did a, a good job of kind of explaining that origin of his idea to take in the Christopher Nolan ones, to take his own fear of bats and and project that onto criminals. Yeah. And I thought that that's that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty good way to work it in. Yeah. But you you're still a man going around dressed as a bat.
0: <laughs> so you're crazy. You're crazy. And he he talks in it's in a GQ interview that just came out. You know, they're doing a big press tour for it and the whole thing. Yeah. And he's he talks about how like it's basically very warped therapy. Is that the Batman mm. is he he does self-therapy and his his existence is completely wrapped up in wearing the suit. And that crime doesn't get better in this Batman. It gets worse when he becomes the Batman. Mm. So it's not like. This isn't like you're good, trying to be good, but there's this massive darkness to this yeah. Batman. And it, I'm, I'm reading this and I'm like, this may be the Batman I've personally been looking for. Yeah. This, this cannot be a campy, fun, good times. Let's bring a lot of women over to this pad. Like this feels yeah. like a very broken person. Like that's what it should be.
1: And, and I feel like in the Christopher Nolan movies, they they paid lip service to that they did they they didn't lean into it though right they they didn't lean into it ultimately his bruce wayne persona was a little too put together you know what i mean it was
0: a little too put together yeah
1: because when he changed into the bat suit and he talked in his monster voice (laughs) (laughs) i'm batman yeah (laughs) swear to me
0: (laughs) you're not the only one with the strength
1: (laughs) (laughs) so when he did that stuff you you caught a glimpse that you know he's theatrical um you you know and, and these are things that they i mean i have a hard time faulting that movie the dark knight in any way
0: sure yeah.
1: But in one way I think they could have leaned into was a similarity between the theatricality of the Joker
2: yes. and the Batman. Yes. They are
1: actually they might be opposite sides of the same coin, but it's still a theatrical coin. Everything they do is for theatrical impact. Yes. And uh, ultimately, that's why he wears the bat suit. That's why he uses the the gimmicks that he uses. You know, uh, you know, for and it's all just for theatrical impact. Yeah, and the Joker's doing the same thing. You right. know, but he's just doing it uh, to the detriment of society rather than. Yeah, uh, and it was interesting what you said uh, that that crime gets worse with Batman. I, I think you know, Marvel kind of talked about that, that, you know, as, as the superheroes kind of came together and became the Avengers that they invited challenge. I think yeah. they, they said something about that. Yeah. Um, and that, that should be something, you know, a theme in Batman as well. It's like this guy who um, is doing such a theatrical, you know, uh uh, thing with his crime fighting is going to invite more theatrical obstacles or villains or things like that to come up in his way um and that's not something that really got played up in the dark knight trilogy that christopher nolan trilogy it, it actually i mean i i don't you know bane in the last movie was great yeah but he wasn't a a a and I understood the themes and everything that Christopher Nolan was going with and stuff like that and how Bane fit the theme that he wanted for that movie and stuff like that. But. Even with the nuclear bomb or whatever it was, you know, in that Batman, the stakes didn't feel higher. Even with Batman's back being broken. Yeah. All that stuff. The stakes with Bane did not feel higher than the stakes with the Joker. Right. Right. So the movie kind of failed for me in that respect where we didn't, even though they're on paper, is an escalation of everything. Right. It didn't feel like it. The Joker still felt more dangerous than Bane could ever be.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: So it would be interesting to see, is it the Riddler that they're doing in this? The Riddler,
0: I, I think, is the main villain but they've got, the but they penguin have the penguin, penguin it, I think, Catwoman. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the yeah the penguin, Catwoman. There's like a lot of characters. That so it'll
1: are- be interesting to see how dangerous these characters actually present themselves to be to Batman to Gotham. In comparison to, I mean. Uh, from from this day forward, I mean, from the day it came out forward, every Batman movie is going to be compared to The Dark Knight.
0: Of course. Of so course. we're
1: going to be watching this movie and even subconsciously wondering to ourselves, is this more dangerous than The Joker and The Dark Knight? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And I think also as Christopher Nolan's a fantastic director. I mean, his track record is incredible. Mm-hmm. But the director for this, Matt Reeves, also an incredible director has done some amazing movies and he from what i i've been reading up on this because i I really love this character but i've always been disappointed in the character the the trilogy with christopher nolan was awesome to me but i kept Mm -hmm. thinking to myself this is a darker character and for some reason we want our superheroes to be these fun people and this great this hope of the world and i said batman is not hope Like, there's no hope. This is like just brokenness. At its, I mean, listen, if your parents got brutally murdered when you were little, I mean, what's exciting and like hopeful (laughs) about that? I don't know. And like, and then you never got help for it, but you had all this money. And I feel like that's what they're diving into. Like, Robert Pattinson calls Batman a freak, he was attracted to the fact that he's a freak. He's a monster. Yeah,
1: I like that. And yeah. he
0: want he wanted to portray Batman as a severely, almost psychotic, broken individual who didn't live this high life. He was a recluse. Who is a recluse? Like they don't. He's not out there throwing huge parties at Wayne Manor. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's he's got he, I eye like makeup it. on. He's he's nutty. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Good. Good. That's what we need. That's the Batman I think we need. Yeah, for sure. You know. So
1: to what you said, you know, that you want it, you know, Batman to be darker. Yeah. I think they keep trying to make him darker and then they keep pulling back. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I
0: totally get that.
1: I I think in the Batman Superman movie that I wish we could all forget. But we.
0: (laughs) I agree, man. So bad.
1: I think they wanted that Batman to be darker. The 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 beginning uh, introduction to that Batman certainly portrayed him that way. You know yeah. he's he's bur- he's branding the criminals with the yes. Bat- you know things like that. Um, so he he seems like a pretty dark and psychotic guy. But as the movie goes on, you you kind of get more of a feeling that he's just more of a jealous jerk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But the great thing about this Superman character who is the epitome of everything you said that we don't always want superheroes to be, he's 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 Mr. he's Mr. good guy.
0: Mr. good guy. Yeah.
1: Um he's not in Batman versus Superman. He's gloomy and brooding yeah. all the time, which mm-hmm. I was confounded by. I just couldn't understand it because here you are, you're trying to set up this Verses between two different personalities, but they don't seem all that different. <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> I mean, they just don't, you know, and I mean the way that they portrayed uh, Superman in that movie, he's just kind of Batman with superpowers instead yeah. of super money. He is super money. I mean, <laughs> I, I think in the first scene he's in, he kills somebody. Yeah. I, so I mean what what do you, what do you do with that where do you go from there they they you know so uh so that movie w- was just I I can't think of a single scene in that movie that I wasn't disappointed in
0: it was bad. you know what I mean it was, so it was just
1: so awful and, and and the the problem with that is is that that actor who played superman he could be a fantastic superman he could with be. the right script the right mm-hmm. director he could be just marvelous as a Superman. Yeah. Um, you see him in other movies where he plays a more jovial, uh, charismatic character. And you're just like, this guy could be Superman for days. This guy could yeah. be the best Superman we've ever seen on Completely. screen. Completely. Instead, we got somebody that we don't even recognize as Superman. Yeah. So, but that should be how, why Superman and Batman work so well as like, Best friends. And in the comics, they're often portrayed that way. That's right. As these best friends who just don't understand each other at all. Right. They have completely different worldviews, completely different ways of doing things. Um, Superman is the hope that Batman could never be. That's right. He's the symbol that Batman could never be. So Batman kind of sticks to his role, which is what? It's to work in the shadows. It's to do things kind of the wrong way, yeah. The way that Superman would never do things, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. And that's what makes the two characters interesting. So I, I, I'm excited to see if that this movie lives up to that promise.
2: Me to too. See if,
1: if 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 we actually get a Batman who is that polar opposite of Superman, with the same goal in mind, right? Of you know saving the world. <laughs> but doing it in a way that Superman would never condone and never uh, even dream about doing.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's almost three hours. I think it's the longest DC movie that they've done. Really? It's really long, like crazy long. Hmm. Um, but I, that doesn't bother me with Matt Reeves just because I'm just such a big fan of how he puts together movies is how the movies are shot, the layers that he puts together. I mean, I actually think Robert Pattinson's a fantastic actor. And uh, he's been in a lot of great indie films that I've loved. Um, you know,
1: I, I really haven't watched him in, in any... I've never seen Twilight, uh, so... <laughs> uh, you're not missing anything. Yeah, so, um, but I can't remember if I've seen anything else that he's actually in. But I keep hearing he's a really great actor. Excellent.
0: So. He's, he's, he's in a lot of weird weird indie movies like the last one i think it was it's like other life or something like that and he's basically a prisoner on a spaceship uh that and they basically send these prisoners out to look for life and stuff like that and and it's he just it's just such Hmm. a strange movie and he's so weird in it but it's it's just so well done he he he's very good i didn't know he had that depth as an actor i didn't know that
1: it goes back to what we were saying about Val Kilmer. Yes.
0: <laughs> don't,
1: don't judge somebody by their breakout movies in Hollywood. Because Twilight, they, right? They don't all, judge it by that. Yeah. They all had to pay their dues to in order to get into this business somehow. And somebody I I guess like a Robert Pattinson, you know, yeah. I mean, he's you know what what have I always said? I always always say, uh, I'm glad they're working. You know what yeah. I mean? When I see yeah. a really bad movie or a really bad TV show, it's like, well, I'm glad at least they're working. Yeah. They all have jobs. Acting so hard, you know, I mean, to get yeah. a job, to keep getting jobs, to keep getting work, yeah. you know, it's, it's not that you get hired and now you have a nine to five for the next That's five right. years until yeah. you, you know, try to find a new job. It's no, you're hired for a couple of months. And then you've got to try and find another job and you got, yeah, and, and, and the jobs could be so different and you're working that's with right. such different people all the time. And if anybody gives you any kind of bad rap, you might be out, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's just, that's gotta be the, one of the most difficult ways to actually make a living is being yeah. an actor. And so I'm just always, you know, so glad actors yeah. have jobs. <laughs> Especially
0: because it was like there's certain ones that are so big, like they're just getting scripts thrown at them constantly. And, you know, they're going to have employment no matter what. They may have their own uh, studio at this point, the huge, huge people. So it's like, whatever. But the other people, it's like, how do you know what's coming next for you? And if it's going to be any good, maybe you have to take a bad movie, you know, just to work
1: yeah you know i you know i hear about these kind of things and i'm no hollywood insider obviously but you hear about you know the the deals with the devil that actors have to make for this like to make the movie they really want to make they're like the studio wants you to make this one if you make this one we'll let you do that one you know yeah they end
0: up being in these absolute turds (laughs) (laughs) that was my thing with Zack snyder doing like the all the superman the Uh, justice league and stuff his direction was he wanted dark 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 some of these people are super dark we need to lean into it yeah dc was like hey we need to make it lighter light more jokes during it and i always think like i don't know what if superheroes did exist on the planet in this form i'm not sure they would be like working at museums like you know wonder woman and hanging (laughs) out you know, like whatever, you know, crying over a dude from 50 years ago. Like, it's like, I don't, I think it would be a very strange existence, more like the boys on Amazon prime where, because there's so much power that there'd be a lot of corruption among superheroes yes. because they could just do anything they wanted. The government can't control them. Nobody can like, they'd just be like, you're just trying to walk on pins and needles around them because technically it could just destroy you type yeah. of thing. I just think that's more realistic than this like syrupy version of like superheroes, you know?
1: Oh, I, I you know, I love that. I love the boys. That That's so great, crazy. What a, um, but to, to your point, uh, it, it feels so much more realistic to yeah. a world with people with superpowers than, you know, the things that were presented in these, you know, DC movies. And I think, I think Marvel does a pretty good job yeah. of showing us what a world is would probably be really kind of like yeah. you know sometimes but their superheroes are ultimately really good people right and that's why they're superheroes i guess right but right. um and, and, and you know it's it's interesting it, it's interesting to see i haven't seen the eternals movie yet but it's, it's interesting <laughs> yeah, that's what i that's what i heard it, yeah. you know and, and I heard, you know, it's not actually a bad movie. It's a bad Marvel movie. And, it's a and bad I thought, Marvel
0: movie. But I, it's, I, I actually felt it was a bad movie, honestly. Okay. I was just, like, very disappointed by it. I was yeah. like, oh, this is so bad. I was like...
1: <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be good. So I I, I, will, I I won't be disappointed with it. You <laughs> just didn't think I, it was good. You know, I... Uh, it, it was... To try and bring these characters in now and try to explain why they've been non-existent MIA, things like, like that MIA. you know yeah things like that and it's the same with wonder woman you know like you Ugh. said in the dc universe to say that she's been working at the smithsonian or something really? like that you know like, <laughs>
2: oh
1: we got to come up with a better story than this guys it's, i mean it's,
0: it's gotta be better i mean it's yeah. like there's so many ways to go with these things and i think sometimes these studios or i don't know how this works i'm not in that business but it's kind of like i want to go for the kill shot in all these movies I want I want the brutality I'm not a brutal I'm not a violent person but I kind of yeah. feel like this is the area where there's this is violent you know yeah. a person who's lived for 5,000 years can fly or swing a rope and stuff that person's probably violent throughout their life you know because they had to be in, in wars and stuff like that they're scarred from it you can't fight in World War II or World War, and be like I just work at the Smithsonian
2: yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: you can't see the trenches of world war one and, and not be completely scarred the rest of your life. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they, they can never show what the trenches were really like, because it's, it's just too horrible. Yes. You know, too horrible. I mean, not even, not even including the fighting going on. Yeah. Just, just existing as a soldier within the trenches minus the fighting Is a miserable, terrible existence. So they can't show that because they have to show that we were good and brave and yes, all the (laughs) noble. Yes, we weren't pooping in buckets. We weren't, you know. Um, We weren't, you know.
0: none of that happens. So. <laughs> we
1: weren't price gouging the soldiers there with you know shaving kits and stuff like that i yeah. mean it was just a, a crazy time and but i mean war is always a crazy time yeah uh and, and that's what's i i guess marvel once again actually does it better once again they have they, iron man has ptsd right you know yes captain america lives through that stuff and is changed by it Completely. in a way that he but but he's not changed by it at the same time what what changes is his perspective of what doing the right thing is yes and do it, you know at first he wants to serve his country and he wants to do that by being a soldier and by the end of his story arc he is serving by being an outlaw yeah you know, and civil
0: war is one of my favorite Marvel movies, man. It's so just unbelievable.
1: It's so, so good. And the fact that that came out the same year as Batman Superman, you know, I mean- What a casual. can't help but compare <laughs> and contrast and you're just like, everything Marvel got right is everything DC got
0: wrong. And you, you knew know? Stark and Captain America were going to fight. At You knew it was coming. You saw but it in you, the previous. You didn't want it to happen, though. You felt like, man, I don't want this to happen. You know, like. And you're not ready
1: for the emotional. No. How emotional you're you're going to feel in a superhero
0: movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, yes. you're not ready. You're that. not ready for it. No. But it's
1: because it's not about superheroes. It's about people. It's yes. about friends. It's about um, relationships. You know, it, it, it it's about. I mean, and it's a and it's about people reacting in a realistic way to these ki- kinds yes. of traumas. I mean, when you see that, I mean, Iron Man says that, that that line right right before their big fight. He says, "I don't care." He killed my mom.
0: That's right.
1: That is the appropriate response to see. You know, That's to the seeing that footage. Response. Yep. And you know. It, it, it it and you see that even though iron man is kind of the bad guy it's not really the bad you know mm-hmm. and then that's what makes it so great and off, and, and honestly so in in certain ways captain america's the bad guy right he's putting his friend bucky above everything that's you right you know and but in doing so he shows that he's he won't be he won't give up his his sovereignty as a free human being yes just because the government says so you know well said and (laughs) well
2: (laughs) said
0: simon you know
1: and yeah and people take that message in all kinds of ways you know but uh sometimes for for better and sometimes for worse yeah but But it's an important message. It's an important message, you know, whether you're talking about your government or whether you're just talking about no matter what society you're living in, the societal expectations that are put upon you. Are you willing to give up your personal freedom in order to live according to societal expectations?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And what are you willing to give up? in order to be free. And sometimes yeah. it's not about your, you know, I, I know here in America we like to we like to talk about, you know, laying down your life and stuff sure. like that to be yeah. free and stuff like that. Well, maybe, maybe that's not what maybe it would actually be more difficult to lay down something less than your life. Yeah. To be free. Maybe it would be more difficult to lay down your expectations of yourself and of others mm. in order to be free.
0: Mm.
1: Maybe it it means giving up assumptions that you've been holding on to for a really long time mm. about yourself and about others and about your beliefs and about other people's beliefs and maybe that is the real path to freedom and it it, it is so interesting that that a silly Marvel movie can make us talk about those things. We could never have that conversation after a DC movie. No, <laughs> not the ones no. that have come out. You know, no. with with Ben Affleck and those people. You know, yeah. they're no. they, they don't they don't give you they don't give you room for conversation. No. And once again, I have to blame that on the director. And I'm not Correct. trying to be a, a hater on that director. I actually think visually that director is one of the most stunning visual directors. Totally working agree. today. However, I think he, like every director, has weaknesses, and his big weakness is creating a movie that you actually want to talk about. Yeah. Other than totally
0: agree.
1: the aesthetic of it. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just so pretty. You know,
2: yeah,
1: that's... or or at least interesting. You know, his movies yeah. are interesting to look at, sure. you know. And so I, he's a director that makes really great preview. You know, his footage makes a great preview. Oh,
0: incredible trailers and stuff. Man.
1: Yeah. That yeah. Man of Steel trailer.
0: Oh my gosh. That hooked me so hard when I saw it. I got emotional when I saw yeah. it. Yeah. That was one of the most poetic trailers poetic. I've ever seen in my life. When he's flying in the air yeah. up, and I was like, oh my gosh, this maybe the a Superman.
1: Little, when he's a little boy in the clotheslines and, the and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And I. Was unfortunately prepared for a poetic movie, a poetic yeah. take on Superman. Yeah. And instead, we got a completely unpoetic hodgepodge <laughs> of scenes that felt like they could have been cut into any other order than the way that they were. <laughs> it they would have
0: Simon. still been as coherent as what we got. You
2: yeah.
0: Know? Oh, man. So, you know, Simon, you got real deep for a second there. Like it was like, it felt like you were coming through the screen. <laughs> and it was so deep this is simon milliman the author commentary of jesus the bastard that's right, <laughs> like, that's right. Um, 12 albums in many months just like amazing you're an amazing person simon i'm so glad i know you and i love doing these i really do because they're, I, I as well. they're interesting they're yeah. interesting
1: I always know we're going to have a great conversation. I, yeah. I this is one this is one of the highlights of every month for me. Is oh, like oh God, I'm going to talk to Daria. <laughs> e- even if we're even if the movie was real genius, I know okay. we're going to have a, a, a conversation. <laughs> we're going to go somewhere with it. We're going to you know something is going to come out of this that is uh, um, deep. You know, like you're yeah, saying, and important that we should be talking about. So I next month... A, I just
0: found a hole what's in my going on there Well, you know, that's Sorry. you. That's you, Simon. Yeah. Just holy. <laughs> and I don't mean holy, okay? <laughs> but next month, the Batmans and the new Batman, which is oh, going to be like... This is going to be the Bat month, March. So
1: are you planning on going to see it in the theater? Like I'm the going to see it in the theater, yes. Okay, should we both plan on doing that? Should we, we should review go... all the Batmans? We should review all the Batmans. <laughs> it is... Like Super Batman. We're going to start with Adam West and we're going to go all the way through
0: <laughs> Michael Keaton. We're going through Val Kilmer. We're oh, going through George Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher No. We're going with Christian Bale and oh, Robert yeah. Pattinson. All right.
1: <laughs> we're gonna, that's going to be a packed episode. That's
0: a packed episode. Thank you, my friend. I Thank appreciate you. you.
1: All right. We'll talk to you real soon.
0: All right.